Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, welcome to Frontier Missions Journal. Today, we are going to take a trip across the ocean to a land of rice and noodles, garlic, ginger, and curry. It's a land where Buddhism is deeply entrenched into the culture, where social life includes merit-making ceremonies and house blessings, where it is seen as a great honor if the eldest son becomes a monk. But it is also a land heavily influenced by animism. Guardian spirits and locality spirits are identified in various levels of society. Here, one must please the spirits in order to avoid curses and receive blessings. It is in this context that our story takes place. Join James Bright as he narrates his story, The Flying Book. My name is James Bright and I'd like to share a story with you. When we were in an eastern country, we were working at a school, at an English school, and one of the teachers there came to us and he said that he was having difficulty sleeping at night. Whenever he was laying on his bed, he felt as if someone was choking him in the evenings. You must remember that there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on in the area where the school is as they have little small spirit houses all around the place. And it is quite a big thing in the, in the place where we are. And people put out offerings to the spirits, offering fruit and money and all kinds of stuff. So the spiritual activity in and around the school area was was immense. And later on we also we went through the to the spirit houses, to each spirit house, and we we prayed there as well uh, to rebuke all the evil spirits. So at the evening about seven o'clock we went to the teacher's house and uh, we said to him that we'd like to pray for him. and we went up to his room. And we were kneeling and it was me and my wife, Ellen, that was there and another gentleman um, that was visiting us. And we were kneeling at his bed and we were praying and I just finished praying and Ellen was busy praying. And all of a sudden, a book from the bookshelf came flying through the air and hit this person um, that was visiting us, that was praying with us, hit the person on the back, actually cutting open his back uh, and hurting him. And Ellen just kept on praying, and we just kept on praying. We didn't know exactly what happened at that stage. We only saw the book later on, but nevertheless, we kept on praying. And all of a sudden, I could feel something or someone, it's as if someone was pushing me from the left hand side. 
and I fell over on my right hand side as we were kneeling and I immediately knew that it was it was definitely a demonic attack. Ellen was just praying all the way through and um, we kept on praying for about half an hour after that and when we stopped praying everything everything was was gone everything returned to normal we prayed further for him during that night in different rooms of his house where he was and he became sick throughout the night as well he couldn't breathe again and we stayed with him and we prayed with him and after a while uh, he became better Later that week he came to us, he said um, he can sleep at night now and it's as if yeah, the spiritual attack was gone. So that was a hair-raising experience for us. We could really experience the power of God while we were praying. You know, we, we weren't afraid for one second. We knew that God was stronger and we knew that Satan has already lost the battle and he was just trying to scare us. But he wasn't succeeding and the power of God and the Holy Spirit encamped us and uh, we could see that there was a mighty power at work and that saved us. Yeah, when, whenever we came into contact with people on the street, we could see faces of discouragement and hopelessness as they only have these spirits to ask them for goodness in their life which is totally not true and we could see that they are so lost and there's such a vast majority of work to be done in that area in that specific area and throughout the east actually uh, these people know nothing about the power of of jesus and the holy spirit and it's really important for us as missionaries to to show the love of Jesus in that area and to experience um, the love that those people also have um, and the love that they have to share. I can just make this appeal uh, if you have any burden on your heart to to become a missionary or to join us or to help a mission project in any way, please feel free to contact us, to make contact with our organization as soon as possible. You know, we are living in end times and there's not much time left before the wonderful day of uh, when Jesus comes and fetches on the clouds. That will be a wonderful day. And how much more wonderful will it be if, through your involvement, people from tribes around the globe came and thanked you for your part? in their salvation. So, why not choose a mission project and lend your support today? Or just go. Be a missionary. Point your browser to afmonline.org and select a missionary to support or click on Be a Missionary. So please, if you feel a pressing upon your heart to help in any one of these projects or to become a member of our wonderful team, please do so as soon as possible. Do it today. That's afmonline.org.
for Jesus, all for Jesus. All my being's ransom powers. All my thoughts and words and doing. All my days and all my hours. All for Jesus, all for Jesus. All my days and all my hours. All for Jesus, all for Jesus. All my days and all my hours. The Bright's next story was recorded on location at the project site, so you're going to hear a bit of an echo. But that's all part of sharing authentic mission stories with you, directly from the front lines. AFM instructs its missionaries to search for a person of peace as they enter a new country. This is based on Christ's instructions in Matthew chapter 10, where Jesus said, Whatever town you enter, search for a worthy person and stay in his house until you leave. And if the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. This person of peace will help the missionary, introduce him to local networks, and welcome him into the neighborhood. The Brights relate their experience on how they met a person of peace and how God orchestrated their first meeting. They call this story, The Taxi Driver. The way we met him was quite significant. We were looking for a tour guide to take us to see, you know, to do cultural studies and to learn more about the Eastern culture. We were walking in the street and we walked into a hotel trying to find someone that can take us on a trip. We met a German lady and she told us that she knew a tour guide very well and she would take us to him, introduce him to us. We waited on the on the sidewalk for a couple of minutes after she phoned him and he picked us up and he took us to a coffee shop where we discussed what we wanted. He then said that he would take us. <clears throat> it was during the next couple of days that we received a phone call from his son and his son said that he that it was his father that we met and he would gladly take us on, on our trip where we wanted to go. A couple of days later, he picked us up and um, we left to go on our journey. On the way, we were driving for about two hours and we had a discussion. And we started to have an in-depth discussion about the Bible. And he was quite amazed as he said to us that it was the first time in his life that anybody ever had a conversation to him about the Bible. We were driving and having this discussion for about two hours when he received a phone call from his father saying that the place where we were going was actually closed due to heavy snow and we had to cancel our trip. So we had another two hours to talk about the Bible driving all the way back, which was a, a divine appointment in itself. Now we um we after that we he actually wanted he said because we asked a lot of questions we would ask him what do you believe and then we would say this is what we believe and he would really listen intensely and then we would ask questions about the state of the dead what we believe and we would answer questions and heaven and we basically went through all 
the studies in those four hours. It was really intense. And when we stopped, he said, you know, you should really listen to the Quran sometimes. It's really good to listen to the Quran. And I said, yes, I would like to do that. And then he said, I would like to listen to the Bible. So, because I told him it really has an effect on you. And he said, you would like to listen to the Bible. So we left it there. Then we met with him again afterwards and, and spoke to him. And we really became good friends. We, we are good friends now. And he invited us to his sons. When, they, when the boys are seven days old, they have a very big fam feast. And he invited us to join them at this feast with his family. It's not just family, it's extended family. And it's really a privilege for us to be invited to this. The Lord has really opened the door for us. And we will see what happens when we attend this special day in his life. You know, it's quite significant to see how the Lord has his plans and how it all comes together. We prayed about the person of peace. And we knew exactly when we found the person of peace when we find him. If it wasn't for for the training we had and the, the preparation that we had during our training, we, would, we wouldn't have realized that when we found him. And it's just wonderful to see the Lord working in our lives. Uh, and we realize that it's through prayers, through the prayers of everyone, that uh, we are able to witness miracles and to see all the, the change in the, in, in, the, in the people's lives when we allow God to enter into our lives and make the changes that's needed. If you're looking for more stories about the hope that missionaries share with the unreached, call 1-800-937-4236. And for a small donation, we will send you a USB card filled with over 50 stories. That's 800 937 4236. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.